Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, August 15th. This is Beth Slovic with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Halfway through the year, Portland is on pace to near or surpass 2021's record 92 killings and record 1,327 shootings. While domestic violence and random shootings by people with easy access to guns have contributed to the toll, gang-related rivalries and fights among armed people living on the street have driven this year's killings, analysis from the Oregonian and Oregon Live shows. Through July, 55 people have died, most of them in shootings. Almost half of the victims were black, mostly men. That's significantly out of whack with the 6% of Multnomah County's population who identify as black and 3% who identify as black men. August, so far, has brought four more killings. Former employees of the Timbers and Thorns soccer teams told the Oregonian Oregon Live that Mike Golub, president of business for the Timbers and Thorns, fostered a toxic work environment for women, and that the team owner, Merritt Paulson, contributed. The employees, most of whom spoke anonymously, described Golub, and in some cases Paulson, as creating an atmosphere of disrespect and intimidation toward women and working mothers employed at the club over a span of 11 years. While men were not immune to what they described as harsh words and uncomfortable situations, women who worked at the company told the newspaper that their experiences differed greatly from male colleagues, and multiple former male colleagues agreed. In one episode, a mother who returned to work in 2018 was asked to use a dusty electrical closet on game days when she needed to pump breast milk. On non-game days, she had been permitted to use Paulson's owner's suite. She said the electrical closet was filthy, and she had to buy a mat to bring in with her so that the pumping equipment and breast milk didn't get dusty. Quote, I could not be a mom at that organization, she said. It was degrading and horrific, and the experience of even being in that room was embarrassing and mortifying. Paulson disputed the characterization that the room was an electrical closet, although photos from 2018 show a nameplate outside the space reading electrical room. He said, Quote, it's my owner's box. Another way to frame it is that on non-game days, I made my owner's box available to her. This spring, the Oregon legislature passed a bill, later signed by Governor Kate Brown, to designate Oregon 35, the 40-mile road from Hood River to Government Camp, as the Nisei Veterans World War II Memorial Highway. Nisei means a person born in the United States to Japanese immigrant parents. Official signs showing the designation were unveiled Saturday and they trace their origin to Linda Tamura, an education professor at Pacific and Willamette Universities. She learned late in life that her Japanese mother had been imprisoned during World War II. That prompted her to write about Oregon's Japanese immigrants, known everywhere as Issei. That book is called The Hood River Issei, an oral history of Japanese settlers in Oregon's Hood River Valley. Further research revealed that the names of Hood River residents who served in World War II had been listed on a plaque on the county courthouse. The names of 16 Hood River Nisei veterans had been blacked out. I could not let that go, said Tamura. That led to a second book, Nisei Soldiers Break Their Silence, Coming Home to Hood River. Then Eric Ballinger, a physical therapist who lives in Bend, read Tamura's second book. He found Dick Tobiason, chairman of the Bend Heroes Foundation, who helps raise money to rename state highways. Tobiasen joined the effort that culminated Saturday.
Monday is India Day, which celebrates India's independence from England, and it's also the 75th anniversary of the country's split from the crown. On Sunday, Portlanders celebrated with India Festival in Pioneer Courthouse Square. The celebration, now in its 28th year, showcases music, dance, and culture from all parts of India, as well as vendor booths that highlight the many Indian-owned businesses in the area. The event is spearheaded by the India Cultural Association and regularly draws crowds of more than 10,000, according to the group. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.